This is the Data Privacy Detective. It's January 2022, and there's a new movie out called Around the World in 80 Days. It's actually a very old movie, but there's a new version. And in 80 days, we've been taking, we're on a global tour of data localization and how different countries approach it. And we visited China and Russia and India and countries like Singapore and other places. And with me on this journey around the world is my colleague at Frost Brown, Todd, uh, Yugo Nagashima. Uh, Yugo, now you're a, uh, an attorney licensed both in Japan and, and also in Washington, D.C. and New York. And you focus on, among other things, uh, international data privacy matters for that. So thanks for joining us today on a tour of Taiwan, right? That's right. And Taiwan, very interesting place, isn't it? Uh, it calls itself the Republic of China, the People's Republic of China, views it as part of the People's Republic of China. We're not going to get into politics at all today, but Taiwan is, other than caught in that situation, uh, that began under President Nixon, declaring there is one China, but uh, we, we can deal with Taiwan also. Uh, here's a here is a very important power in Asia, a major chip maker, very important to manufacturing and industry, a very vibrant uh, free market type of uh, a place. And we're going to look at how does it deal with data privacy? Where does it line up? Does it line up closer to the uh, tight control of cross-border transfers or the more free flow we experienced when you go, you and I were together uh, in Singapore? So we'll come back to your conclusion. But let's start, uh, Yugo, if you tell us a little bit about Taiwan's data privacy law. I, I understand the first uh, law came into place 25 years ago, 1996. It's been amended. And in general, what, uh, how does it work in Taiwan for the data privacy of Taiwan citizens and residents? So Taiwan's data privacy law, it's called the Personal Data Protection Act. We'll just call it PDPA for today. Uh, it's a general GDPR type modeled law, well, which basically covers personal data protection with this one comprehensive law. Comprehensive, dealing with consumers, all sorts of personal information, whatever it may be. And when you say a GDPR, a pretty broad approach about uh, people being able to get access to what information's kept about them, that sort of thing, uh, more, more like uh, what, what we see in Europe. Uh, That's right. right. Okay. Does it have sectoral aspects also? Because certainly some information is more sensitive than others, financial, medical information. Um, do we also see a sectoral approach within uh, Taiwan? There is. Uh, and even though the law is comprehensive uh, for certain specific information, as you mentioned, financial um, or medical uh, certain regulators in that particular field, you know, the financial field or the healthcare field, uh, will interpret the law uh, as they see fit. Okay, and so this uh, general law, very comprehensive law, has, has existed and been amended. Let me ask you about extraterritorial reach. And of course, when we say that, what we're asking ourselves is if you're not a Taiwan company or you don't have a Taiwan presence, you don't have a subsidiary there, can you collect and process or process uh, information about Taiwan 
citizens. You may be a company uh, providing biometric information to police forces, or you may be a marketing company that's trying to understand the tastes of uh, Taiwan uh, residents and, and what they want to buy and not buy. Uh, is there anything in the law itself, the PDPA, as you've called it, that is clear about whether it has extraterritorial reach? So the answer to that is it is not so clear. Um, the language suggests that there might be extraterritorial application, but uh, most commentators uh, conclude that the PDPA does not contemplate an extra extraterritorial reach. Interesting. And so uh, we start with that point. But now let's assume that a Taiwan company or uh, a, uh, a multinational company that has a Taiwan presence and is therefore subject to Taiwan law. Let's say it wants to have data collected or processed, just processed outside of Taiwan. What is Taiwan's approach to data localization? So in general, uh, Taiwan doesn't really have a data localization aspect to it. Of course, I'm saying in general, so there's exceptions. So as long as there is general consent from um, the users, um, there can be data international data transfer. Of course, um, there's exceptions to that, which we can get into. Let's start with that, though. So you're saying, let's say a, a Taiwan company wants a marketing company that doesn't have a Taiwan branch, a very, very international one, to do some research for it. And it's going to transfer a lot of interesting com consumer or marketing information, nothing sensitive uh, in the financial or medical area. You're saying they can probably do that and be co uh, consistent with Taiwan law. That's, that's right. Um, they'll be consistent with Taiwan, uh, Taiwan's law as long as there's consent. Yeah, that's the key point. So in that instance, the Taiwan company would have to be pretty sure that the information collected is from people who've been told one way or another that this might happen, that their information might get shared out of Taiwan. So that's the, yeah, it could be express consent or implied consent, but some form where the the, the data subject, the individual knows this could happen. Uh, that That's the general, uh, if there isn't, then that's an exception. Uh, don't transfer the data without that. Are there other exceptions? So there's the general exception of, you know, whether there's a legitimate interest um, and whether there's a contractual ob obligation, uh, but those are the exceptions for transferring. Um, separately, there's, which we should get into, there's an exception for not allowing information to be transferred because Taiwan generally allows information to be transferred. And what is that? It has to do with the national security interest of Taiwan or what? Uh, what what's the other exception? That is correct. Uh, you, you got it. Uh, the exceptions for not allowing data to be transferred is national security interest. Uh, if there's a reason for international treaty to not let the data transfer, um, if there's a country that doesn't have the same laws or protections, the data data protection aspects that protects the Taiwanese citizens' data, or you know, if, if there's a data transfer that's happening in order to evade the PDPA, in those instances, um, data transfer should not happen in Taiwan. Okay. On the other hand, I don't uh, tell me if you've seen them, but I certainly haven't seen a whole stream of cases where Taiwan has 
prevented the outsourcing or the processing of, of information. Uh, so these are exceptions on the books, but perhaps Taiwan would only use them in, in rare cases. Has that been the experience to date? That's correct. Uh, to the extent that we looked for it, uh, we, we didn't see much of um, many cases. Uh, well, we didn't find any cases. Um, there might be, but we didn't find any. Now, let's talk a little about uh, the relations between the People's Republic of China and Taiwan, of course, calls itself the Republic of China, the two systems. Um, is there an exception there that, that governs some uh, companies about sharing data with uh, uh, the People's Republic of China? There is, and it's it's more of storing the data uh, for telecommunications companies and broadcasting companies. Uh, Taiwan has a restriction that does not allow those companies to basically store personal data in the People's Republic of China. But it's telecommunications and broadcast, and one can see both from both the PRC and the ROC perspective why that might be. But on the other hand, there are enormous financial entanglements between businesses in Taiwan and businesses in the PRC. And so there, there are financial transactions that take place quite constantly, and so a flow of, flow of data. In the finance sector, uh, are, are, are there data localization requirements uh, different from the general uh, uh, system that you've sketched of a relatively free flow? There is. So financial institutions are restricted from outsourcing activities uh, involving uh, personal financial information. So there is that restriction there. Okay. And so for the Taiwanese banks and other financial companies, they have to be careful. Do they have to get regulatory approval for significant, I'll call it, uh, transfers of uh, types of financial data outside the country or the, the system? Uh, I believe that's correct, um, that if any outsourcing needs to happen, uh, the regulator needs to provide approval to the banks or the financial institutions. And so the Taiwan company that is collecting personal data for perfectly good reasons, because they're a bank and they, they need to do that, or they're a financial institution, an investment firm, whatever it might be, uh, are, are they subject then to uh, significant fines or uh, even criminal uh, issues if the Taiwan company outsources improperly and against those rules uh, the personal data of Taiwanese citizens or residents? The PDPA does lay out um, civil and criminal fines, and the civil damages can range anywhere from $18 U.S. to $690 per violation. Per violation. Uh, per violation, so one, one person or uh, even multiple. Uh, so that can balloon up to a large amount. Uh, and also there's criminal penalties. Uh, for example, if a company does a prohibited cross-border transfer of data, that can be up to five years imprisonment sentence and a fine up to $35,000. So in those cases, the burden is on the Taiwan company that is, or person for that matter, that is engaging in a, an illegal data transfer. That's right. So the conclusion, uh, 
seems to me, see if you're, see if I got it right from you, uh, Hugo, it seems to be Taiwan is outside of financial information, outside of broadcast and telecommunications dealing with the People's Republic of China, and outside uh, perhaps of the medical area, which we didn't discuss in detail, those highly sensitive areas is a relatively free flow of data country. But in the areas that they do restrict, there are tough penalties. It can be enforced, and uh, the Taiwan collector of information should be awfully careful. How would you summarize it? Did I come close? Yes, I believe that's correct. Um, Again, we have to think of uh, Taiwan's um, strategic, how it is as a place. Uh, Taiwan is more similar to Singapore. It's relatively small region, uh, and it has to do a lot of international trade and and data collection and data sharing in order to um, have your business uh, flourish. So you can see a similar model like Singapore. However, given their situation, uh, both in, you know their status in, in the international arena and political situation, they have certain unique. Taiwan unique restrictions. So I think that's that's what's re, what is reflected in the data localization aspect. But other than that, the general rule is more of let's let information flow so we can have more business. Well, thanks for taking us on a tour of Taiwan. We'll continue our journey, maybe more than for 80 days, because it'll take more than that to get to uh, 200 and some countries around the world. I'm not sure we'll get to them all. Well, as always, I'll close today by reminding us all, protecting your personal data begins with you.